The Bible says where two or three are gathered in His name is in the midst of them. If you understand the Scripture, God is omnipresent. So when the Bible says that He's in your midst, it means He will manifest, He will visit you. A visitation must not be something new for us as Christians or something weird or something spectacular. It is to be something that we live in every day. The world must receive visitations. We must receive habitations. I don't want to go into this, it's not my message, but look at Moses and the Israelites. This is not part of my message at all, but God is speaking. Imagine Moses and the Israelites. Moses had a visitation by the burning bush. And he took that visitation because he was obedient to God's voice. And he followed God by every instruction. That God made him, before Jesus died, to have a habitation and not a visitation. Before the Holy Spirit came and dwelt inside of us, Moses went before his time. And everyone around him was under that same vicinity. So if you have an encounter or a visitation from God, everyone in your family, everyone in your business, everyone that is around you will be affected by that. Moses had that one visitation. After that, their shoes grew with them in the desert. God feed them supernaturally. They didn't need another visitation to get a breakthrough. The breakthrough followed them. Cloud by day, fire by night. What is that? It is God walking with them as He has walked with Adam in the cool of the day in the garden. And that is what God has for you as a Christian. Did He not say, I will never leave you nor forsake you? The only reason we want a visitation is to see because we feel He has forgotten us. We feel that we are too bad for Him to be with us. Believe me, Jesus was with the prostitutes, the drinkers, the tax collectors. He was not with the holy ones. No, He was with the real ones. He went to the business people, not to the church people. What God is looking for you is not a diplomatic relationship. He's looking for your heart. We must remember God is love. And out of His love, He has power and dominion and authority. Why will I protect my wife and my children? Because I have authority. No. Because I first love them. And because of my love, I will walk through walls for them. How much more our Heavenly Father? But we have this mentality as Christians. Jesus, just come and take us to heaven. If that was God's plan, why would He put you on earth? One day you will go to heaven. But for now, He wants you to bring heaven to earth. He wants to invade this place. He has sent us as ambassadors to represent His kingdom, meaning everything that He has, we are supposed to give to the people of this world. As Paul says, become all things to all men. But how can you become all things to all men if you don't even know the one that you need to present? And the only way you can know Him is through visitations. Why did we worship so many different songs? And some people say, but this song doesn't flow after that song. It is fine. When you're in His presence, you don't sing what flows. You sing what comes out of your heart. 
and in that place is where you have hesitations. It is in that place where you can pray for whatever you want to pray and it shall happen. Knock and it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. And then ask me anything. So first seek Him. First knock. First get Him to visit you. Then ask. But what we as Christians do, we do a religious thing. Father, I thank You for today. Our Father in heaven, allowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Father, I pray for my children. Why don't we just say, Father, today was a horrible day. Today, I wish was never there. But God, no matter what, I give You my heart. I love You. You are the lover of my soul. I will not be moved by what I see because I understand that You say that You are for me. And if You are for me, who can be against me? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I so fear no evil, for Your rod comforts me. And then God even sends His Holy Spirit. But you cannot walk in this dimension if you do not seek Him through worship. It is you have to have an intimate, not a mind thing. And that is why many people, when they see what we're saying about a visitation, their minds spin. Because they think we're looking for a sign. And we're not looking for a sign. They are just delusional. We are looking for a visitation that we can take and be a habitation. That we can go and be a visitation wherever we go. Freely you have received. What would you do if God comes and visits you now? Will you be faithful to take that same visitation to the world? If God heals you tonight, will you go out and heal other people? If God brings a breakthrough for you tonight, will you go and bless other people and pray for them to be blessed? Because that is why God sends visitations. We are made in His image and His likeness. That means we have to function and do what He does. And Jesus said, I do what I see my Father do. Not what I read my Father do. You have to see what Jesus has done. You have to read the Word of God with the Holy Spirit that you are there when Peter is walking with his shadow and healing the people. But the problem is we allowed religion to tell us what our faith can do and our faith cannot do. This is all for free. This is not part of my message. We have allowed religion to put limitations on us when Jesus didn't come to give us any limitations. He says we will do what He has done even greater things. Meaning He gives you a blank check. No limitations. The only thing that Jesus did to show you how to heal the sick, cast out demons and raise the dead is to show you what is in you already. He was just showing your capacity. Jesus never put a limit on a person. You and religion has put a limitation. So I hope all the religious pastors that's watching, may they be blessed and have a visitation from God. May the fear of God tell them to stop talking nonsense. Oh, but Jesus didn't do that. Can I ask you a question? Did Jesus ever heal anyone with His shadow? So was it illegal or witchcraft for Peter to do it? Your religion is telling you you cannot do something because someone else is not willing to have an intimate relationship with Jesus that He can empower you to do what He wants to do. John Knox. Have Peter, anyone in the Bible ever sit or be on a train and all city fall under the presence of God and people get out of wheelchair? Where is it written? Pastor Martin, you know very well the Bible. Why is there even trains in the Bible? 
Oh, but it's no Show me where is it written in the Bible. Yet God's glory is ever increasing. So why do we limit Him? Peter said, where's my shadow? I don't have time to heal all these people who are laying on hands. Jesus was better than me. He did it. Where's my shadow? Put the people that need healing and I'll just walk and it will be just quicker. And He didn't say, oh, it stood in 1 John. No. He did it because He understood. He saw what God has done. It. The Bible, listen to this. The Bible says, you think God is fighting the devil. God is not fighting the devil. He's defeated. When God walks, how many of you are made in God's image and likeness? So let me give you a secret. When God walks, we don't have that religious thing we put on shows. I know the youth have done it here. I told my youth, you're not allowed to do it. But you guys did it and it's awesome because it gives a picture that God will always come through for His people. But you know that thing where people do, the one person that went into the world and then all the friends and demons attack Him and then Jesus comes and stands like that. That is not how it works in the Kingdom of God. That is how it works in religion and tradition. The Bible says that when you walk, they burn. They vanish. God doesn't fight the devil. He is defeated. But you still think you need to fight him the whole time. No, you just cast him out. He has no legal right. But you will have to have a relationship with God to know these things. And how do you have a relationship with God? Through having a visitation. A visitation is not something you did once. No, I had many visitations in my life. And tonight God is going to visit you in your house. In my life, I had crucial visitations that changed the direction of my life. It changed the story of my life completely. I remember I got saved radically. Then I went to Dubai and I backslidden like it's no one's business. And I had a visitation from God. Not the one that you have that He gives you a hug and tell you how much He loves you. No. I had a visitation. He said to me, Stefan, if you don't stop your nonsense now, I'll kill you. Let's be real. If you want a visitation, be ready for what He says. But I changed my life. From that moment, I was never the same again. Because God knows the purpose that He has in you. And He knows how to speak to you that you'll be able to hear. If God just gave me another good prophecy that you wonder you're going to be mega, I would say, oh, thank you, God. But for Him to come, then you feel while He's speaking. Because the Bible says, as you behold Him, you become. So I behold Him wanting to kill me. So I felt like death. A visitation is something that is real. And then I had many visitations that I could speak about when He called me into ministry. When we told me to start the church in Cape Town, I said, no. You will all say, oh, thank you, Jesus. No. When he was in my room, I said to him, no, first. That same night, her son came to me crying. Tell Jesus to come back while he was in my room. When you have a visitation, people around you will know about it. And I still said, no. Next morning, my wife wakes up. Don't you think we must start a church? I'm like, no. <laughs> and then Prophet Leon get a vision and I'm like, okay, now I have to listen. I know what happens if I don't listen. I will die. <laughs> Amen, you can have your seats. And there's many more. The night that Prophet and 
prophetess ordained us to be pastors, I had a visitation. I was in heaven. You can think what you want to. I know it's real for me because it changed me. And I had a visitation where I was in heaven and I said to God, I'm thankful. I don't want to go back to earth. I'm a pastor. I've made what I've always wanted to do. Because in front of God in a visitation, you can't lie. What's in your heart just comes out. And I said, this vision is too big. That's what He said to me. And I, I said to him, I'm staying here. My wife, my family, I have a life policy. They'll be fine. They will be, they'll be more blessed without me. <laughs> that was literally what I said to God. And He said to me, He took me to the church. And we came out from the pulpit. Let's say this is the pulpit. He took me out, holding me like this. And that's why I have a tattoo. Jesus holding me like this. And He held me like this. He said, I saw thousands like a stadium. Prophet Leon was standing there, another prophet was there. I can exactly tell you how the church looks. And they said to me, now preach in your church. The moment those words came out, peace. As you behold, you become. So not everyone has every week a visit from God, the pizza of dreams. Let's leave those fake stuff and let's have real stuff. If you have a visitation from God and He wants every one of you to have a visitation with Him. But the moment you have it, your life can never be the same. You don't have to tell people, this is my first time preaching or saying this to anyone on the, on the mic, ever. I don't need to tell people, people can see it. Pastors ask me every week, how is this possible? I was sent by God and by a prophet. You just started. If you have a visitation, you will have a real relationship with God. If God does not provide for me, do you know what I can do? Because I'm real with Him and He's real with me. I can look at Him and say, God, You are the worst boss ever. But you cannot do it. Because is He your boss? Or do you have your own thing? That is why you have anxiety. That's why you have fear and depression. Have you behold His glory? That was something for free. Say thank you, Jesus. Let's give Him a praise. I believe tonight, after you have a visitation tonight and tomorrow night, your praise will be much different than that. Jesus, you need deliverance if that is your praise. I didn't just say, <laughs> Praise Him the way you'll praise Him in a storm. It is time that the church stop being silent. How do you want to change the atmosphere of this whole region? Hello, Jesus! No. You have the lion of the tribe of Judah and you and you scream like... It is time that we as Christians not be silent. In heaven it will be loud. The only, there will only be 50 minutes in heaven that it will be silence because the women have not yet revived. <laughs> they are still on the way to heaven. The men are there with God. 
speaking about the plans of the future. And then a woman comes in and is all noise the whole time. I'm just joking. Are you with me? But it's true. The Bible says there were 30 minutes of silence. I guarantee you go sit next to your wife, except she's angry at you. But you'll then hear... <laughs> she will not be 100% silent. She will always say something, and it's good. Before I start, I just want to honor Prophet Leon and Prophetess. Thank you for allowing me to be here tonight. And it's a great honor and respect, a great honor for me, for me to be here tonight. What you guys don't understand, because you guys get quickly familiar, even those online, for you, if you sit in Centurion or in this region, if you are less than two hours drive from here and you're not here, you are familiar. You are familiar. If we had, and I love him, but let's imagine we had Apostle Daniel Adams here, you would definitely not be sitting at your house. Your sickness that you have or your stomach bug that you have that would keep you today out of church, you would not have suddenly. But because you have forgotten if you understand what Prophet Leon and Prophetess does in this nation, there is little, little ministers that can, can grow up sons and daughters. That is why all of them are just running and even TV ministers, big ones. If they see a young man rise up, oh, come and submit to me. Why don't you just birth your own sons? Because you want to take glory for someone else's work. In this church, you will see their sons raised up, daughters raised up. It is something that is unique. And you guys, let's give them a hand. Give honor where honor's due. But let me quickly just teach to you. Are you ready to hear? Awesome. From tonight, you will have visitations. May it be dreams, may it be visions, may it be angels visiting your house. May it be men of God visiting your house. You will have visitations from tonight. God uses man as well. So religious people just get off your high horse. You're going to fall. Like Jan van Riebeek. Was it him? I think so. God visits us many ways. There's many different ways that God visits us. But one common thing that stands out if you had a real visitation with God, everyone around you will know about it. Not because you go and say it to people to look spiritual. No, there's a weight that you will carry. Your image, your character, everything will look different. You will not be the same person that you've been before that visitation. It is When you have a visitation of God, it will not take you time. No, it is a suddenly. Save me suddenly. We had a year of suddenly and many of you did not have it because you were familiar. But anyway, welcome. For those who are online, we love you. We appreciate you. Stay connected and tomorrow night you do not want to miss. Tomorrow night we have a special thing for you. Prophet Leon and myself have something special in store for you and I'm not going to say it now because maybe we must just not be online tomorrow night and just give what we want to give to each one in here. Let me just say everyone tomorrow night will have something. Let me just say that. I'll leave it there. Maybe I'll elaborate one thing later on. I don't know. Let's see. And I know what the religious scholars are saying, what scripture? And I know exactly what scripture they are using to say, but you don't need to seek a visitation. How many of your friends on Facebook, don't raise your hands now, please. Or family says, you see that church is a cult. They just want visitations the whole time. 
And then they will use this scripture. They will pervert the scripture. They will say Matthew 16 verse 4. And they will say, A wicked and adulterous generation seek after a sign. How many of you have heard them say that? A wicked and adulterous generation seek after a sign. And no sign shall be given to it except the sign of prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Because of their ignorance and their offence, they cannot understand what's the difference between a sign and a visitation. It is not the same thing. You and I am not looking for a sign. We become a sign. We do not look for signs. We are signs. These signs will follow me. You become a sign. We don't look for signs. No. We don't... We don't look for signs, we are signs. Wherever we go, we show people and we are a sign that Jesus Christ is risen. We don't need to look for signs. We have the Holy Spirit and the Word of God that answer for us the questions if Jesus is alive or not. We don't need signs for that. We become signs to show that Jesus Christ is risen and the devil and all his minions in the backyard. Are you with me? Where is that in the Bible? Okay. Isaiah, Pastor Martin actually gave me this one. Isaiah 8 verse 18. Isaiah 8 verse 18. Save me, I will become a sign. No, no, let's change our words because how many of you are believers already? I am a sign. Save me, I am a sign. I will heal the sick. I will cast out demons. I will prophesy. I will raise the dead. And I'll do extra if God allows me just for those that want to put a limit on it. We don't seek a visitation to confirm if God is real or not. We know He's real. How many of you could feel His presence in worship? How many of you could not? Okay. So offense is not in the house anymore. Praise the Lord. The reason why we seek a visitation or want a visitation from God is that when we have a visitation that we will be changed into the other man. The man that God has already made us before the foundation of the earth. That is why we want a visitation. That everything that's in us will just come out. We're not looking for, for signs. We're looking for a visitation. We are seeking a visitation. And the Bible makes it very clear that God wants us to have a visitation with Him. Matthew 6 verse 33, but first seek the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. How can you seek a king's kingdom without seeking the king? His armies will kill you if you come into His kingdom illegally without Him knowing you're there. So when you seek His kingdom, you first have to seek Him to find out can you be there. Matthew 7 verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. But listen, why must someone knock at your door? The only reason you knock at someone's door is if you want to come in and visit them. So God is saying, listen, knock on my door and I'll open for you. Because God wants you as a Christian. Each one of you, I don't care what your sin is at. I want to tell you this. We're going to scripture about that just now. I don't care what your sin is. God wants to have a visitation with you. You are good enough to have a visitation. We do not earn exp um, visitations. We get it by grace. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who has, ask, receives. And he who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So if you really are hungry to have a visitation with God in this conference, 
He will open for you. Not those that just say, I'm here because it's another conference. I just want to see the hype. I just want to see. No. The Bible says, He will open for you. Meaning if you really have a hunger for God to touch and change your life, He will do it. Do you receive it? But Psalm 63 verse 1 says, Oh God, you are my God. And this was a man after God's own heart. He was, you must understand everything that is written in the Bible was breathed by the Holy Spirit. So when a man wrote down the experiences, it means God wanted to teach us something in that. The Bible says the books cannot, all the books of the world cannot contain what Jesus Christ has done. But there's things that He has written in here for you and I to give us a holy hunger for more of Him. Oh God, You are my God. Early will I seek You. So you want to visit Him. The only reason you seek someone is you want to see them. Early will I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. My flesh longs for You in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for You in a, in a sanctuary. Because the moment you see God, what will follow? to see your power and your glory. But many of us, we want His power and His glory without seeking His face. And God is waiting for us to say, look at my face, look at me, and the power will flow. As Christians, we must desire a visitation from God, not a once of visitation. I had many visitations and every visitation was for a different reason. A different thing maybe I had to change or God wanted to teach me something new. The Bible says, as we behold His glory, we are changed in the same. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. Let's go there. I don't want to be long because tomorrow night is going to be something special. But we all, say with we all, that means I am included. Say I am included. Those online say you are included. Just tomorrow night you will drive you and you'll be in here, the room. But we all, all of us, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the moment you see God, you become like Him. And it's not a sin to be like Him because you're made in His image and likeness. Jesus is the, is the first of many brethren. The quickest and most successful way to change your life or your circumstances of your story is to have a visitation from God. Because the moment you see Him, you are changed. It says, as you behold His glory, you are changed into the same glory. It doesn't say you see the glory and then you go and work your butt off to look. I hope I must just say not the wrong words because much as sometimes say words that swear words they say, but it's fine. It is working words or something like that. It's a work word. In Cape Town, there's different words they use for different things that I can't say here, but it's a work word. Without that machine, you won't have clothes. But anyway. Let's not go there. But the Bible says, the Bible says, as you behold His glory, you will be changed. It doesn't say as you see His image, then you're going to have to go and fast and pray to change into that image. No, that is religion. The moment you see His glory, you are automatically 
allowed to change into that thing. And that is why when we worship, I want us to sing things that we see Him. Because we worship sometimes, but our hearts is far from Him. And that is why I like songs like, I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you. I want to sing right to you because God must be real. Because you're not changing the many hours you are in prayer. No, you're changing as you see His glory. God knows the motive of your heart. Are you just there to, to pray for your shopping list or are you there really for Him? Your shopping list, you will just say, put it there. Go play outside a bit and then you come in. And when you come in, the moment you see me, you'll be changed. So that means the moment you see Jesus, you're not allowed to have sickness. The moment you see Jesus, you're not supposed to be poor. The moment you see Jesus, you're not supposed to have depression. You're not supposed to have fear. You're not supposed to have any of those things that He paid the price for because Jesus does not have those things. He has at this moment, He has a glorified body. How do you think it is possible for a shepherd boy, David, a shepherd boy, not even the best looking one of his brothers, he's just one of them. How do you think a shepherd boy can become a king? Because he has behold the king of kings. And then God sent a visitation to him for a prophet, Samuel. God can visit you in different ways. Don't just limit God. If God wants to use your enemy, He can use your enemy. Are you with me? He behold God as the King of Kings and He became King. He didn't have to go through a school. If you're now in the, the royal families, they teach you from this age how to sit, how to stand, how to do this. No. In a moment, He was a King. How did Moses become a leader of God's people? He was also just a shepherd looking after God's people. So if you want a visitation from God, I think some scriptures will motivate you to be an e-group leader, to serve in church because all these people are busy with the sheep. Christians are the sheep of God, of your father. All of these were busy with the father's sheep. Then God called them. They were busy with something. But Moses had a visitation with God in a flaming bush. The bush that was on fire, he had a visitation from God. And because he has beholded that, he was able to become a leader of God's people. In an instant, God changed him into another image. How many of you want God to change you in an instant? But then you have to be hungry. You have to be desperate and say, God, I'm not leaving this place. I will not be satisfied with just another conference. I will not be satisfied go sleeping in my bed after I had a 50 or a one hour, two hour meeting on worship. I want to see you face to face as Moses have seen you face to face. It is time that we become desperate again. We want to see the real Jesus. You're all where you're right now because you have not seen what God has for you. In His glory, there is no sickness. There is no poverty. There is no demons even. There's no fear. There's no anger. There's no divorce. In His glory, there is unity. In His glory, there is joy. In His glory, whatever you need is there. 
But tonight we will behold His glory. And some of you have already behold His glory. How many of you feel that you're a different person just through what we just experienced now? I do. If you do not, your time will come tonight or tomorrow night. Depending on, are you going to sit laxy days and say, God, show me. If our heart is like that, He will not do it. That is why many people cannot raise the dead or heal the sick because they're doing it as, God, let me see if you can do it. Do you think He's going to do it? No, that's why most people can't because they believe they first want to see if it's worked. That's looking for a sign. You must understand that He's the healer. That when you say be healed, it's going to happen. Not because you want to see if He's going to do it. Tonight, He will change you from tonight. Tomorrow night, is just going to go from glory to glory. So tomorrow night, I want you when we worship, to pull heaven down or allow heaven to come out of you, whatever you believe. Don't come tomorrow night in the flesh. Let's worship Him from the beginning in spirit and see how God can even use a prophet tomorrow night to visit you. The angels of the prophets, many other ways. Jeremiah 31 verse 3, it says, The Lord has a appeared of old to me saying, I want to show you what happens when you have a visitation or appearance from God. Are you ready? And it says, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. So God loves you and accepts you the way you are. Doesn't mean you doesn't have to change. But let's not go on there. I'm not on my Facebook. So my Facebook, I just delete it afterwards if I say something I mustn't say. <laughs> that is why I have to be in the church. The Bible says, be born again. Don't use your sin as an excuse to stay that way. Be born again. Be ye born again. I have to be born again from my sins. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Imagine, God is here already appearing to this man, Jeremiah. And then he's saying, I'm drawing you. So that means you cannot be satisfied in one level of visitation. It means there is God has always more for you. There's dimensions that you have not even seen or dreamt of. And it goes on and it says, Again, I will build you and you, sh you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tabernacles." Meaning God will give you an identity. You remove the rejection that the world has placed on you, the images that the world has put upon you. God will remove that when He appears to you, when He visits you. In an instant, He will remove it. And it goes on and it says, And so go forth in the dance of those who rejoice. So when you have a visitation, there shall be rejoicing. There shall be joy in your life. The spirit of heaviness have to leave because there's a higher spirit in your presence. You shall yet plant vines on the mountain of Samaria. The planters shall plant and eat them as original food, ordinary food. Meaning the moment you have a visitation with God, there will be supernatural provision for you. The locusts will not steal your food. No, the Bible says you will eat those food. So the thief will be caught out and they will, the devourer will be destroyed on your behalf the moment you have a visitation from God. 
And many of you, you think you cannot have a visitation because of your sins, because of your weakness, because your wife and your brother and your whole family reminds you all the time of your weaknesses and they're all that against you. And that is what the image you have about yourself all the time. So the moment you look in the mirror or you see yourself on a Facebook, you have a certain image on yourself and you think that is who you are. That is why you have to behold Him because you're made in His image. That is why we have to seek His face. That the false images of this world can be pushed out of us. But you disqualify yourself by thinking it because of your sin you cannot get a visitation. God visited this world and this ground was even cursed. Yet He sent His Son. How much more will He not visit you? The only reason why you think why he will not visit you is because that is what you think. And the only reason why you think he cannot visit you is because you do not know him or his word. Let me give an air. I'm gonna say this with all reverence, but not. Let me give you a biblical example what happened with sinful Isaiah the moment the visitation came to him. God didn't wait for him to be perfect before he visited him. No, God visited Isaiah while he was in sin. So that means you must be very happy tonight. Those online, you must be more unhappy. Because you have sinned not being here tonight. Because the God says, do not neglect the gathering of the saints. So you have sinned against God not being here if you're close to the church. So you must be very happy. We'll do an offering just for you afterwards. <laughs> do you know your seat can make you stop sinning? Do you know there's a scripture that says your seed will increase the fruit of your righteousness. Quote, unquote. Go read your Bible. So your seed, how many of you have made seeds for your children? Take that scripture. Put your child on that seed envelope. Say, I sow a seed and I got, I keep you by this scripture. I sow and you shall increase the fruit of their righteousness. God cannot increase your righteousness because you are righteous the moment you give your life to Jesus. But your fruits, your things you do, He can increase. So if you're struggling with addiction, sow a seed. No, we don't need your money. We just want your heart and that's where your money is. But let me show you how sinful Isaiah was and how God's grace was for him because sometimes you look at the old testament god and we just see wrath we just see anger didn't he just now say i'm coming with a loving kindness to jeremiah loving kindness that is god that we serve isaiah 6 verse 5 says so i said who is me for i am undone because i'm a man of unclean lips so he was not holy isaiah this was him speaking about himself repenting before god thinking that it's not good enough for god to be in his presence who is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So God visited him after he said, I'm not good enough. I think that must be good news for you and your household. Then one of the seraphims flew to me having in his hand a life call which he had taken with the tongues from the altar and he touched my mouth with it and said behold 
this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sins purged. So your sins are purged and your iniquity is taken away. So the root, not just your sin, not just your pornographic, the rejection that's causing you to watch porn will be taken away when you have a visitation. Not just the sin, the iniquity of the sin, the root of the sin will be taken away the moment you have a visitation. Yet people say, I want to change before I go and serve God. You will never be able to do that. God's the one that changed you into the other man. You have to surrender yourself to Him. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord. Now imagine this guy just told Jesus of God all his sins. God quickly did the deliverance on him. You see how sudden. And now this guy had to be many years before he can go and heal the sick in the streets. No, look at what next verse. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Do you see his boldness? Do you see the way that he speaks, Isaiah speaks? In the beginning, he was too afraid even to say to be in God's presence was right for him. Woe unto me. Repent of, I'm not good enough. God changed his identity. God gave him deliverance, forgiven his sin. How much more did Jesus not do for you and I? Remember, this was before the blood of Jesus. And in an instant, in a moment after visitation, here I am, Lord, send me, use me. His identity changed from someone that felt not good enough to say, God, here I am. Don't look for someone else. Here am I. I will go. Send me, Lord. That is what a real visitation will do to you. May you receive a real visitation tonight. God changed the story literally from a mess to a message with one visitation. So it's not too late for you. I don't care if you're 90 years or 100 years old. God is always on time. But you have to be surrendering to Him. Be hungry for Him. Son of David! He's, he, Jesus was passing by. The guy had to scream out and show his hunger before Jesus turned around. The woman that wanted a child to be delivered. This is not part of my message. It's just for free. The women with the, with the child, they want to be set free. She irritated the disciples because he had a hunger for the visitation. Why have we become so, oh, my grandfather was a diabetic, my mom was one. It's fine if I have it. Are you a Christian? Speaking like that? You need a visitation from God to change your perspective. We are taking the image of the world. For the world, it is fine to have those things until they meet Jesus. Then it's not fine anymore. Like we said, visitation, you will still need healing. In habitation, you are healed. But look at Jacob, what God did for him after a visitation. I want us to go quickly there. I don't want to take long because I want to pray for some people that needs a visitation. God is going to heal hearts tonight and He's going to heal many things. Genesis 32 verse 24. Then Jacob left alone. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the break of day. I want you to see that man is a capital M. So it was Jesus. Wrestled 
with him because the Bible never says God became man. Jesus was became man. So Jesus went out of time, back into time as he wants to, because in the kingdom of God there's no time. So that means God can touch your family whenever he wants to. Don't put limitations on him or how he will do it. Because here he was wrestling him. I said Sunday to my church, if I want to heal myself, I hit myself. Because if I pray, it doesn't work. I physically have to, if my knee's paining, I have to eat it and it's fine. God had to wrestle with Jacob to change his identity. Wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the sock of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint and he wrestled with him and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Many of you will go into the presence of God like tonight and oh, that was now nice. Or go afterwards to me on Facebook. That was a good message. Please, I hate people doing that. Show me that it was a good message for your testimonies. Bring testimonies and say, okay, this was a good message. Don't say, oh, it was a good message. Show it by your testimony. Because the presence of God will be here like tonight and you're like, oh, that's nice. No, get a tenacity on yourself and say, God, I will not leave this place until you touch me. Be like Jacob. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Oh, but maybe Jesus' time is not now. We always have so many excuses. This was not God's time. Because God wanted to leave and He ordered God tight. It's time that you have a tenacity and say, God, I hope it's the right word, but that you grab Him. I'm South Afrikaans, it's not even funny. <laughs> but it works for me. Because God uses the foolish things of this world to put the same the wise. So He said to me, because of His, because of his grabbing Him now, so he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. The problem is when you go through a struggle time of circumstances, you just give up. God, why have you forsaken me? Not God, I stand on your word. I stand on my seat. I stand on my offering. I stand on my tithe. I stand on your prophetic word. It is time that we do that. Stand, prevail, not just take what you receive. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, What is that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. We need to understand. Jacob was on a very risky place of his life here. The one side of his river, his father-in-law and his bandit wanted to kill him. The other side, his brother and his whole army wanted to kill him. This guy's life was not very safe. He was running from his family because of fear and anxiety. He had no peace in him. And that is why he had to go alone. Because he was making himself ready to die the next day. He had no peace. How many of you, don't raise your hand, but how many of you sitting here do you do not have peace? Tonight you will receive peace because you will see God through His Word. God can visit you even through His Word. The moment you get a scripture, you say, oh, this is my, not, oh, this is my scripture. Let me quickly put it on Instagram. No. When you say, this is my Word and it changes you, 
God has visited you even through His Word. Do not put limitation on God. So tonight God can give you a visitation. But after His visitation, God changes His character and His image. Everything about Jacob was changed. His name was Jacob and he became Israel. It speaks about a surplanter, a schemer. Those people has a quick scheme. One of them, that Ponzi scheme people, this is how he looked like. Yet God called him Israel. What does Israel mean? The Prince of God. Why has God changed his name to Prince of God? Because he had an encounter with the Prince of God, who is the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus Christ. And that is why he could walk the next day to his brother without fear, without anxiety, walking to his brother with peace. Why? Because he became what he saw. Before that, he had fear because he just saw armies. He just saw how, they, how strong the people are against him. But the moment he behold the Prince of God, the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus, he received, he became peace. How many of you want to receive a visitation like that? That you do not have to worry about your finances. You don't have to worry about your children. Because you know that God is your provider. That you know God is the one with the army angels. The one that goes before you. But that will become real the moment you have a visitation from Him. When He becomes more real to you than the things around you. Imagine, this is also for free. But imagine in Moses, when the snakes bit him, God told Moses, listen, make a brass one. I think it was brass or gold, whatever. And they had to look at that. They had to take their eyes off from their pain to see something different prophetically, Jesus in the future. To take their eyes off from their problems. Take your eyes off from your weakness and look to Jesus, who is your finisher and offer of your life. It is Jesus that will make a difference in your life, not religion. You and I, save me, I'm not here on earth to run to heaven, but to have a visitation from heaven that we can become a visitation. We have this mentality in Christianity. Ooh, 2030 is the end of the world. Maybe for you, not for me. For me and my family, we will live longer than 2030. Please, if you are a pastor and you say 2030 is the end of the world, 2029, December the 30th, please, I'll give you my ID, transfer everything of you to my house. And in 2031, I will give you bread. Don't worry. You can come and serve in my house. But we have this mentality because of wrong doctrines that we just the whole time want to run to heaven. If God wanted you to be there now, He would have taken you a long time ago. You have a purpose on this earth right now. But you do not have your purpose because you are seeing the things around you and that becomes your reality. You need the fuel from God to fill you and to give you fire in your bones. And that will make you not want to go to heaven right now. Oh, but Pastor Jesus came that we can go to heaven. Yes, you will go to heaven one day. But for now, you're here to receive a visitation and become a visitation. What scripture reference? Okay.
John 17 verse 15. This was Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I love saying that because my father said that. That was his words. Listen to this. This was Jesus praying to God. I do not pray that you should take them out of this world. So why have you allowed religion, tradition, just wanting you to have escape mentality at all time? If Jesus even prayed, maybe that's why I had to pray because he understood the religion we're going to fall into. Jesus prayed, do not take them out of this world. Jesus, oh Jesus, this is too much, take me out of the world. No, see Him and you'll be changed and you'll be able to help other people because freely you have received, freely you give to others. You don't need to go to heaven now. You need heaven to come into your house and change you that you will change this world. But that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. So Jesus is saying, sanctify them by me, because He is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So how do you get sanctified by the truth? You behold the truth. You have a visitation with the truth. And that will sanctify you. Because when you see Him, you will understand that your sins, He remembers it's not. We as people, we remember because we're more like elephants than like Jesus. If you cannot forgive someone, you maybe do come from, what do you call that thing where they come from animals? Evolution. Maybe you come from evolution because if you are made in God's image and likeness, you'll forgive quickly. But when you have a visitation from God is when He shows you your purpose. He shows you why He created you as a Christian. And that is why you have to have a visitation of Him, to break every limitation. That school have told you you're not good enough. I know of people that has not even finished school and in my church they're the biggest divers. But they have people that finish school working for them. Because there's people that had visitations from God, knowing their purpose, that they are not defined by what the system of this world is saying. Imagine this, while I'm speaking now, while I'm speaking now, you're only using 10% of your brain. 10%. If, and you say you are living full for God. If you have used 1% more of your brain than what anyone else is using, they're calling you a genius. Yet God still has given you more, 89% that you have not even tapped into. Want to tell me we must be limited? No, we have an unlimited God. We have a supernatural God. That means you are are an unlimited person and you are a supernatural person. Jesus has never placed limitation on His people. Religion has put a limitation on us and ourselves. An encounter or visitation from God will set you apart from the crowd and you will stand out and they will call you pride for. Will you judge me? How many of you had that? You just greet someone and say, you judge me. Because you know there's power when you greet someone. Hail Mary, just greeting because she had a visitation. The, the visitation, Jesus was living inside of her. She just said, Hail, vis Hail Mary. And someone was raised out of the dead, John the Baptist. That's why people were like, oh, the baby lived. This is the third trimester, I think it was. Why was it such a big thing for them? The baby was leaping suddenly because the baby had not leaped yet because the baby was dead actually. So just greeting because she received the one that is the life giver in her. 
How many of you have received the life giver in you? Oh, but pastor, I have to pray hard for this person to get healed. Oh, the Bible says, lay your hands on them and they shall be healed. You want to pray because you think it's out of your strength. Because you have not had a visitation. You want to take the Bible without reading it with the Holy Spirit and receiving a visitation from the Word and you just want to do it out of your own strength. No, you have to allow the Word of God to become real with you with the Holy Spirit helping you. Are you with me? And then they'll say, but you are prideful. It is because they do not understand that God has unlocked something in you and you look different to them because you look more like Him. The reason why they're offended and they say you are prideful, it just reveals their lack of spirituality. Because the Holy Spirit came to convict the world. So that means they are still in the world. What happened when Jesus visited town? I must make it faster. What happened when Jesus visited town? Everyone that was desperate was touched. Everyone that cried out to Him was healed. Everyone that was hungry for Him received their deliverance. How many of you believe that Jesus is going to be in this place tomorrow night and tonight? If you do not, you do not know the Bible. Because where two or three are gathered, He's in their midst. So that means every time you come to church, you're supposed to walk out of this church without any sickness, without any depression, without any fear, without anyone even laying hands on you because the King is here. But we have made a thing, someone has to lay hands on me for me to be healed. No, that is just a lower level. This is the year of unquestionable visitations, meaning things will happen supernaturally without man even being involved in it because of the hunger of God's people. Luke 4 verse 40 says, or let me skip that one. Let's go to Matthew 9 verse 35. You can read that one at home. Matthew 9 verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages. So that means Jesus went and visited all the cities and villages. So what happens when Jesus visits a city or a village? What happens when Jesus comes and He visits your house tonight? What will happen? Say, I receive it. It says, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness. Say with me, every sickness. This was in every village that he went, every city that he went. Because people knew that when he comes, things are about to change. But how, much, how many of us still believe that? Or do we think, oh, if we're lucky enough. God is not a slot machine. He's not a respecter of man. He will heal you if He says He will heal you. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Mark 6 verse 56, wherever, save me wherever. Didn't say just synagogues or perfect places. Wherever He ended, even if it was a tax collector's house, the prostitute's house, wherever He went, into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplace and begged Him, that they might just touch the hem of His garment. And as many as touch Him were made well. The reason why you have not been made well is you see Him in your room, but you do not touch Him. It is time that we become hungry that God comes into our room and visits us, that we can touch the hem of His garment, not even touching Him. Just something that was on Him or is on Him and it will change our lives. When God visits you, there will be results, not just a feeling. 
Acts 10 verse 38. And this is the last scripture. Maybe stand to your feet because I take so long. Then you can get some energy, the blood flowing. How many of you have been anointed by God? So Acts 10 verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with the power who went about doing good and healing all who were possessed by the devil. Why did all this thing happen? Because God was with him. Did God not say, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Did Jesus not say in Matthew, Lo, I am always with you. Jesus said that in Matthew. Say with me, Lo, I am with you. Say, Jesus is with me. So wherever I go, people must have a visitation because I am a carrier of God, of His Son, Jesus. So the moment you receive a visitation, you have to become a visitation. The problem is we think we do not have everything in us that we need to become a visitation. Because you know your weaknesses. You know things that other people do not know because you can pretend you can put veils on and all these things. And because of the school system and because of parents that are broken, that are breaking children down and breaking people down and friends being prideful and people don't want to get someone else, get the sunshine on someone else, we speak negativity always. And that makes us as Christians think that we're not good enough. But God has already given you your purpose before you came to this earth. The race that God has sent you to run, He has already equipped you before He sent you to this earth. Let me give you an example. The manufacturer of this phone, if they say it is a waterproof phone, they have tested it. I've tested it as well. My phone was hot the other week and I just put it in my swimming pool because my phone was overheating. Because I, I trust what people say. Because they put their name on their product. How many of you received the name of Jesus? So why don't you trust what He say about you? Before this phone was sent out by the manufacturer, it was tested in every area that it needs and above. So that means for you to be born, you were already tested and approved by God in heaven. But the reason why you need a visitation is that whatever inside of you will be unlocked. Imagine God sends Adam, the first man, onto earth. And he's now lonely and now God suddenly must say, oh, but how do I put now, this phone is already made, how do I make it now waterproof? Do I put an ugly cover on it? Adam wanted a mate. But God said, listen, before I send you, I knew what you're going to need. Sleep that I can get it out of you. The race that God has for you to run as a Christian, He has already approved. You have already been tested. And that is why a manufacturer can put a guarantee or a warranty. Because if that thing fails, they stand behind their name. 
And that's why Jesus is the name above every name. He doesn't have a one or two year guarantee or warranty. No, I will never leave you. So you think and you hear the enemy telling you all the time, you cannot heal the sick. You cannot cast out demons. You cannot start a business. You cannot start a family because you had a bad father. Did the God not say, be fruitful and multiply? You have to behold Him as your father. And the moment you see Him as a father, you will be the best father and mother. Everything we need is in His visitations. Because when we see His glory, we are transformed in that thing. Oh, but where did Jesus do business? I am with my Father's business. See Jesus as a businessman and your business will flourish. No, He's not a businessman. Oh, isn't He the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills? So He's a farmer as well. The thing is, you do not know Him through His Word. God has left His Word for us that we can visit Him. But He's not going to throw His pills out through the swine. It's for those who are hungry and say, God, I want a visitation from You. Not just Your hand, I want You. Because there's responsibility when you have a visitation. Because when you have a visitation, you become a new person. You become more like Jesus. And it's not blasphemy saying that. He chose to make us in His image and His His likeness. There's even, but I'm not going to go into that. How many of you want Jesus to heal you tonight? How many of you want to see Jesus as your healer? Everyone else that doesn't need healing, just sit on your bum and the other ones stand. The ones that need healing, stay on your feet. And those at home, I want you to put your hand on any sickness, anything that you need. Sickness can stay in there. Just close your eyes. Don't look at me. I'm not your healer. I'm trying to teach you something. I am just a vessel. The reason why I can lay my hands on you and you get healed is because I had a visitation where God took me into heaven and I saw cupboards full of body parts. And that's why I can give body parts. And that's why I have given body parts. Prophetess knows about it. Pastor Martin was there. Someone that did not have a hamstring suddenly has a hamstring. Because when you see God, you know there's no limitation. I don't have to reason how am someone going to get a new kidney or a new heart or a new knee. I don't need to think of those things. I have behold what He has for us. I'm trying to take your eyes off from me because the only reason why I have to lay hands on you is because you are not beholding Him yourself. Look to Jesus. That is your healer. I want you to sing that but not scream it I want us to sing it softly sing it to Jesus 
see your healer standing in front of you. You are the God of Don't just say it. See Him as the God of all the power. We're not begging Him. I want you to understand this. We are singing Him. Use your imagination. Your perfect love is casting out fear. So if you have fear tonight, He can heal you if you sing that. You are the God of all power And it is your will that my life will Do you believe those words? Sickness can stay any longer Your perfect love is casting out You are the God of all power And it is your will that my life is Why could the guy, the sentry, the centurion guy Why could Jesus just speak a word And his servant that did not even hear this Receive his healing Because the centurion has seen Jesus as the healer there was no limit for him because he has beholded him as a healer. I want you to take your mind off from what you're thinking because your mind is the one that's keeping you back from receiving from God. Let deep cry unto deep. See yourself putting your arm that's broken. See yourself putting your kidney that is poisoned, whatever it may be. See yourself taking your cancer cells and burning it on fire. Because that is where your sickness belongs, in hell. Because Jesus Christ has taken all your sicknesses. See Him on the cross. See Him when they hit Him on His back. See how they stripes hit him with stripes on his back and when you can see that there will be one stripe that you will look at and say that is for my sickness that sickness is not in me anymore it is not on me anymore because he has taken it for me and he went into hell and left it there that the moment he was risen from hell sickness was not on him anymore because he had a glorified body. And as he is in the world, so are we. Jesus had no sickness because he was constantly spending time with his Father in prayer. Every time Jesus did something, he said, I do this because I only do what I see my Father do. The reason why Jesus did what he did is because he saw someone do it. That's why I want you to close your physical eyes to see with your spiritual eyes. Yes, you have spiritual eyes. You are a spiritual being. You'll be blind if you don't have spiritual eyes. Mm -hmm. Healing rain is falling down. 
Healing rain is falling down. Sing this. Healing rain is falling. See how angels is bringing your healing. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Healing rain is falling down. Receive it. Healing rain is falling down. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Healing rain is falling down. Healing rain is falling. Start moving your body parts you couldn't move. See if there's still pain in your body. Healing rain is falling down. Healing rain is falling down. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Healing rain is falling down. Healing rain is falling down. I'm not afraid. You cannot. Look at me. Now look at this. No, I'm joking. Some of you know what I was just thinking of. God is a fun God. It's not religious as you think. It was actually a song I listened to many years ago. Beat my BC days. Now look at this. That's how we're supposed to be. Now look at this. God has healed me. Sometimes I like earthly songs and I wanted actually to play in a church. When my wife preached, I want to let them play. This girl is on fire. Why not? And when we see, and when we see crazy miracles and deliverance, all the crazy tonight. But you are so religious, you're not real with God. God wants us to be real with Him. It's because you come to Him diplomatic. Oh Jesus, I know I'm not good enough for this healing. No, you are not good enough for it. You do not deserve the healing. You don't deserve to be healed. You don't deserve to be set free. We receive it by grace, by the blood of His Son. The only thing that you and I as human beings deserve is how everything else is by grace, by Jesus Christ. So receive your healing now. Put your hand on your body part and needs healing. I'm gonna declare word of your life. And then I want you to go to an usher if there's a difference and I want us to share if there's testimonies. But tomorrow night, come hungry tomorrow night one of the things not the main thing but one of the small things that we're going to do is we're going to anoint a cloth and we're going to give each one of you this that you can have visitation if they could take handkerchiefs of Paul's life and give it to people to get healed why can't we do that you can have visions and visitations don't limit God what He can do I'm going to pray and when I say Amen, you scream, I receive it. And the moment you receive it, test if you receive it. Father, I pray right now for everyone online and everyone in this building. I command every sickness to hear the voice. I command every sickness to be silenced. You have no more legal rights over God's people. You have been paid for. Every sickness, every infirmity, every kundalini, every deaf and dumb, every pain and every ailment. I curse you right now and I send you to the pit where you belong. I speak to those body parts as Jesus is the creator. I speak to every ligament, every muscle, every bone, every organ that needs to be formed. 
I speak healing to your life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, let your oil run from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. Heal them now. Glorify your Son. Every sickness right now, I expel you right now in Jesus' name. Every fear, every anxiety, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to be healed right now. I speak to your body, the dust that you are. I command you to listen to God's voice and be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. When we have visitations or we have conferences, a conference is not just for what you do now when you go home, when you watch Netflix and you chill or whatever you do at home or kick your cat or whatever you do. I want you when you go home now, you are already the omnipresence, the presence of God is already on you. How many of you feel God's presence? So what better way is there to go look for a visitation? Go home now. Not say, oh, Leafy comes bit some and she doesn't want you. <laughs> You see, that's what, no. The Bible says, close the door behind you. God does not believe in freedoms. He has an intimate relationship with one person. Don't always want to bring your spouse in when you want to meet the King. Seek Him alone tonight. Lay your problems, your burdens in front of Him. And see how we change it into a message as desired it. The problem is when we come to God, sometimes we want to show Him just the perfect sides of us. No, Isaiah, the first thing God, when He saw God, He says, I am not worthy to be here because I have unclean lips. When Jesus said to the leper, stretch out your hand. If that guy stretched out the good hand, he would not receive this healing. So why do we hide our problems from God? Give it, show it to God, this is my problem. I lay it before you. And as I have encounter or a visitation from you, I know that you're not a man that you should lie. If you can do it for Pastor Stephen, you can do it for Prophetess, you can do it for Kalelo, you can do it for me. I'm challenging, go home, even tomorrow. Don't do the same things you do every day. Be in the Spirit from now till tomorrow night. And then come with testimonies of how God has changed you through a visitation. Amen. Tomorrow night, Prophet Leon will be in the house. I want... I want you not to be coming here in the realm of familiarity. 
He has changed my life in instance. He can change yours. God uses man. Throw on a prophetic gift or the, the man, the prophet. David received a visitation through prophet Samuel and he became king. Maybe you just need a visitation from prophet Leon. Because for him to come is for Christ to come. Because for him to live is for Christ to live. So receive your visitation in this conference that you can become a visitation to other people and show them that Jesus is alive. Don't tell them about religion. Show them. Show them. Prove to them. Don't be afraid. Test God. He's not afraid of you testing Him. Go and heal the sick. Tomorrow go pray for someone. See what God can do for you. You are afraid it's not going to work. God knows it's going to work. Because He understands that you were approved and tested. But you have to behold Him to unlock the destiny that's already inside of you. Imagine when I was in school, I couldn't speak in front of people until I had a visitation and God showed me my identity. Imagine, I had anxiety to start the church until God showed me the end result. Then peace came. Start seeing yourself the way that God sees you. And your life will never be the same again. Amen. See you tomorrow night. I want to encourage you, if you're online and you're less than two hours, drive. If you have to take your family for a CT scan, you will drive. You'll take off from work. You'll do what you have to do. Get in this building. Even if people sit outside, I do not care. Just be in the vicinity and God will do it for you. Amen.